0: Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. So glad to be, be with you today on the show. My name is Walker Wildman. This is The Core here on American Family Radio. Walker, why the name The Core? Well, because on the show, we like to focus on the core values of American Family Association. Well, Walker, who is American Family Association? Do you guys like how I talk to myself? ha <laughs> ha do you like how I talk to myself? Well, uh, me too. I like it too. Um, uh, you ask why, uh, who is American Family Association? Well, American Family Association is the parent ministry of this broadcast network, American Family Radio. And my grandfather, Don Wildman, started. American Family Association back in 1977. And then in the early 90s, actually a couple of years before I was born, my grandfather started American Family Radio, which is a radio network. And that's what you're listening to now. So this is American Family Radio. And I'm Walker Wildman. The name of the show is The Core because we like to talk about the core values of American Family Association and we cover stories related to the core values. Of American Family Association Uh, one more play on on talking to myself and uh, asking myself questions then I'll move on because I know some of you are probably getting annoyed well Walker what are the core values of American (laughs) Family Association here they are these are our six core values some of them are listed in 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 two ways so for example evangelism and discipleship that is one core value evangelism and discipleship that's our first core value Marriage and family, that's our second core value. Morality, that's our third core value. Biblical morality. People claim all kind of morality. No, we're talking biblical morality. Sanctity of human life, that's our fourth. Stewardship is our fifth core value. And then religious liberty is the sixth and the final core value at American Family Association. So that's why the show is named The Core here on American Family Radio. Jumping right into... Scripture, we're in uh, Psalm chapter 9. We're going to read the entire chapter here. Pretty lengthy, but we'll give it a shot. 20 verses. Psalm chapter 9. This is a Psalm, we're continuing the Psalm of David. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out, their very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever he has established his throne for justice and he judges the world with righteousness he judges the peoples with uprightness the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble and those who you know your name those who know your name put their trust in you for you O Lord have not forsaken those who seek you Sing praises to the Lord, he who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds, for he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord, see my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk in the pit that they have made and the net that they hid. Their own foot has been caught. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. The wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. And the hope of the poor shall perish forever. Shall not perish forever, rather. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. So that's verse 1 through 20 in Psalm chapter 9. And um, not only is David giving thanks, but he's reiterating the power and majesty of God. That chapter alone should cause us, should cause everyone to be fearful of God. We, uh, uh, the, the humanity, is to have a healthy fear of God. If you don't have a healthy fear of God, then you don't fully understand who God is, or you're just numb and blind. One of the two, or both. Uh, but having fear of the Lord is a good thing. It is a right thing to have a healthy fear of God. David did, and so should we. Uh, moving on to the issues and the and the uh, stories for today. You know the 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 Joe Rogan. Uh, the Joe Rogan saga is is absolutely. How do I say this? It's this this leads us to a terrific discussion because if you if you think that that the Joe Rogan saga is about the language he used, about uh, improper words that he used. If you think the Joe Rogan saga is about misinformation and COVID-19, if you think the Joe Rogan saga is about him not carrying the water for the for the big wigs, well, you might actually be onto something because the latter is true. Of the three I just mentioned, <laughs> this is about Joe Rogan not towing the line From the medical establishment and from the Washington, D.C. elites. That's what this is about. And we've got uh, Joe Rogan is under tremendous pressure. He's under tremendous assault from the truth haters, from the God haters, ironically. Um, And I just don't want us to get so consumed in the accusations. Not that we should ignore the accusations or overlook them or turn a blind eye to the bad things Joe Rogan has done, okay, that's not, but but if, if if that's all you're focused on is, oh my, look at what Joe Rogan said 10 years ago. If If that's what you're focused on right now, boy, have you bought into their hand. Boy, have you bought into their hand. And you are naive if that's what you're focused on because that's not what this is about. Because if Joe Rogan using the N-word on dozens of occasions was the issue, then Joe Rogan wouldn't have been hired by Spotify, what, three years ago? Whatever it was, the $100 million deal with Spotify? You think they didn't know who Joe Rogan was? You think they didn't know the times Joe Rogan was being a bad boy? I'm being a little cynical here, but you get the point. I mean, Joe Rogan is no closed book. Okay, And so the, 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 the issue here is that a Spotify has no problem with Joe Rogan. They have had no problem with Joe Rogan. They haven't cared in the past about the language he's used and the, the, the context of his statements. They haven't cared about that. And for those of you who, uh, who haven't kept up with this, there was, there was this, this hit piece released on Joe Rogan not only have they gone after him the first few weeks. I'm going I got to be careful. I'm going to knock over my coffee in here. Uh, not only have they gone after him on the quote medical misinformation the past 2 weeks, but that wasn't sticking and we were all laughing at, at at everybody trying to go after him because it wasn't sticking because they're the people that spread misinformation. And so we 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 pulled that curtain down. But then now we've got a hit job on Joe Rogan for him using the N-word, like I think over 70 times. And so so some, some shady group dropped this video on social media going back 10 years showing all the times Joe Rogan used inappropriate language and, and inappropriate references to describe people. And and probably half the time he's, he's actually reading a quote from somebody else, which there's also videos of. Joe Biden doing the same thing. And there's videos of top Democrats using the same language, but I digress. Um, so this is not uh, before the past, before COVID, uh, Joe Rogan was, was a fanboy of the left. I mean, this is no like right wing conservative guy. Okay. I think he's an atheist and he's pretty much a liberal on all the social issues, but he interviews people that don't toe the party line. They don't toe the mainstream line. And so that's why he's under assault. But, but to my point here, because right now I'm just on a bunch of rabbit trails. To my point, when I say, you know, what is this really about? And, and what does this bring us to? What discussion does this bring us to? Well, it brings us to the fact, and no one can deny this, that in, in this country, and, and this is probably indicative of the world, we are in, in, in this in this hodgepodge, if that's a word, I hear people say it all the time. It, it, we're, in this, when the, it, we're in this mess of moral relevancy. That's where we are as a society. And that's why uh, as, a, as a Christian, I sit back and I, I literally chuckle at at people tripping over themselves, trying to be moral. So now Spotify's there. There's some some moral maverick, you know. Spotify. Oh my, here we go. This is extortion, folks. Listen to this. After the whole Joe Rogan situation, and it's still ongoing. Spotify, by the way, they're the ones that have been hosting Joe Rogan's podcast, and they inked a the deal with him a couple years ago. One, of, he's one of their top, or he's their top podcaster. Well, here's what Spotify CEO is doing in light of all the pressure. Spotify CEO pledges $100 million to, quote, marginalized groups after Joe Rogan inward clip goes viral. So Spotify is trying to wipe the record clean. Spotify is trying to be virtuous. Spotify is trying to all of a sudden be moral. And, and, and it's it's just, I wish they would just say, we're a company... We care about the bottom line, and we really don't have any morals, okay? So if you want to host your podcast on our platform, go for it. Whether you're a liberal, a conservative, a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, we don't really care. We are for hosting podcasts, and the more users we get, the better, because that means the more money we make. That would be an honest admission by Spotify, but no, 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 they're virtue signaling. They're dumping $100 million into marginalized groups, So, so let me get this right. Let me get this right. Spotify, what Spotify is admitting here, and whether this is true, I'm not, I'm not making an accusation, but what they're basically doing is saying, yeah, you know, we didn't care about marginalized people before now, but now that you don't like one of our podcasters, then we'll give you money to marginalize people. And by the way, what is marginalized groups? Like, who are they? Please specify. Because in America, everybody has equal opportunity. And so Spotify is now virtue signaling. They're pledging hundred million dollars to marginalized groups, and it's all over the outrage over Joe Rogan. And the hard reality that we all need to face as a society when we discuss this: well, which words are proper, and who can be, who can have a voice in the public? Well, first off, this is a free country. This is a free country where people are supposed to be able to share their viewpoints and opinions without the fear of being deplatformed or erased from the internet. But the, the underlying issue here is that these people that are calling out Joe Rogan, they are not moral people. They promote the killing of innocent babies as a major party platform tenet. They promote sodomy-based, quote-unquote, marriage. They promote gender mutilation, a, a, a sex mutilation in the name of transgenderism. These are not a moral group of people, so let's stop looking to the secularists and the God-haters for our guidelines on who can have a podcast and who can't.
1: Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
2: This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Because that's how we do things in our family. Does this remind you of your childhood? Some families let generational sin seep in and don't quite know how to shut it down. Whether your family struggles with the tension of addiction, unfaithfulness, abuse, or a history of rejecting God, know that the lives of Satan are no match for carving out a new branch in your family tree a branch that declares the words of 1 John 4:4, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Take heart and have the courage to name generational sins that you want to shut down. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you and your daughter gives you a new life apart from old ways of sin. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. You know, we fill up our spiritual heritage tours each year several months in advance, so we're letting you know now. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I know a lot of folks make their plans for travel, for vacation, and such early in the year, and you have to take off for work and things of that nature, so we're letting you know when our june and september tours are just go to our website spiritualheritagetours.com spiritualheritagetours.com there's two tours there's one to williamsburg jamestown and yorktown and then there's a separate trip but they're back to back to washington dc and to george washington's mount vernon so if you want to go on those tours with us just go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com com and check out all the info.
1: AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
0: Welcome back to the core. If you thought I was done with talking Joe Rogan and cancel culture and people uh, pushing these relativistic ideals and virtues that are rooted in nothing more than their own opinions. Oh, you're wrong because I'm not done yet. I got to continue this discussion. It's so full of gold, little nuggets. And as I mentioned before the break, the underlying the underlying issue and, and truth that is being exposed here is that much of our society, especially when you get into corporate America, it is, is is run by the almighty dollar. It, it is dominated by the money and where the money takes you. And as Bobby and I were talking during the break, you know, uh, the, the money appears to be one of the key drivers here. And you can talk about the money tied up in politics, the money tied up in corporations, the international, you know, the globalist wanting access to all kind of markets, even like the Chinese market that is is, is is one of the most brutal countries in the world terrible human rights and we'll talk about that here in a little bit but we, we have a bunch of people and I'm talking broadly here alright but for the sake of this context when you look at what's going on with Spotify and and all these big-wig popular liberals canceling and saying I don't want to be on Spotify anymore because you host Joe Rogan this is a bunch of people that really have no set moral standard. It's pretty much wherever the wind blows is their moral standard. But they, they stand up with their chest all big and they, they kind of look around and, and they they try to say, no, no, you're bad. You're, you're evil. What you're doing is mean. And, and they say, well, we're for equality. We're for human rights. We're for voting rights. And they march around. Telling everybody else how dumb they are and how evil they are, including us, you know, conservatives, we're the scum of the earth. And so they run around telling us how mean we are, how evil we are, and how we created this terrible country <laughs> that they're thriving off of, by the way. And when you get to the root of it, but they don't ever let us question them, by the way. You notice this? That There's never this one-on-one, hey, let's debate this, let's hash it out. No, everything is propaganda. When I say propaganda, everything is pushed with no pushback. And and, and the left hardly ever opens themselves up to query, opens themselves up to question. Like, how often do you see a liberal raise their hand and go, hey, somebody ask me whatever you want to ask me, and I'll answer it. No, everything's filtered. Saki only calls on certain reporters. And everything's done in a manner for damage control. Why? Because they're... Agenda is so fragile, and their narrative can fall apart very quickly if you've been exposing it, which we do on this show. But back to my point is you're, you're looking around, and nobody really has a set moral standard except for the Christians. The Christians actually can look at Scripture. We can look at God's Word and say, here is what we call right and wrong, and here is why we call this right and wrong, and here is what God's Word says about human behavior and what is appropriate and what is not. And so we actually have something solid to look at. We have a solid foundation if you quote Scripture. But right now, our society, for the most part, is being run by a bunch of pagans who have no set moral standard, but they're all yelling at each other, canceling each other, acting as if they've got the book. Acting as if they have some set moral virtuous code that tells them how to live their lives, but they don't. They have a political party handbook that tells them how to view certain issues, but beyond that, which that whole uh, uh, this whole setup was done by mere humans, mere men, as David says. And that's why the Democrat Party platform is full of flaws and holes. And it's built on sinking sand, along with tons of other documents and guiding posts that men have put together. But as we talk Joe Rogan and we talk cancel culture and everybody wants to point at Joe Rogan and say he's a bad man. He said mean things. He may have. Actually, some of the stuff I've listened to is pretty terrible. But. While we're all looking around, pointing the finger, saying, cancel Joe Rogan, he shouldn't be on Spotify, we need to actually have this discussion about, okay, what do we believe? Because if we're going to ruin Joe Rogan's life, let's actually have something like a set moral standard, like God's word, to look at and say, this is what guides our behavior. And also, at the same time, Joe Rogan's apologized. He's like tripping over himself, apologizing. For the things he said in the past. So while we're doing this discovery process of looking at where we get our truth from, our capital T truth, which is God's word as a Christian, we need to also discuss how much forgiveness, or, or, or what is what is the limit of forgiveness? And, and you look at Scripture. Well, God God forgives us if we believe in Him. He will forgive us of all of our sins. But if you read the chat boards, if you listen to the, the talking heads, despite the fact that Joe Rogan is out here going, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said the things that I've said. There are still people out here, some Christians going, cancel him anyway, take him out, deplatform him, Joe, Joe Rogan no more. So there needs to be also a discussion while we're doing the whole cancel culture, culture garbage. We also need to talk about When can someone apologize and move on from their past? Because if we want to start pulling back the curtains, let's do it then. Let's go all the way. Every person, remember when Jesus told the Pharisees, ye who have no sin, throw the first stone. And so it's one thing to have an unrepentant person who is knee deep, neck deep in their sin, and and they are prideful, and they are, are are not apologetic, and they have no humility. That's one set of, uh, uh, what's well, one context. But Joe Rogan can't trip over himself fast enough to say, I'm sorry. And, and most of it sounds legitimate, but I'm no reader of hearts. And so at what point can Joe Rogan apologize and admit he has done something wrong, but still have a career in podcasting? Because if we want to start pulling back the curtains and let's just all throw our dirty laundry out on the table, and then we can nick and knack and and pull and tug and argue about who's more righteous than the other. But the reality is, and this is where I'll wrap a bow on this, is that we're all sinners. Every human being is in need of Jesus Christ for eternal salvation. Jesus Christ is the only way that your sins can be wiped out, cleared for eternity. And so that, let that be our mindset as we're viewing all of this, is that we're all in desperate need of a Savior, and we've all done things in our past. Some of us will do things in our present. We'll do things in the future that we regret and that are against God's word. But we need to have uh, humble hearts. We need to be repentant, be in constant repentance before God, and we need to look to Him for the uh, removing and the wiping clean of our transgressions, that is a proper way to view humanity. and that is a proper way to treat others who commit mistakes who commit sins. Amen. Moving on, amen. Moving on to uh, a couple clips I want to get to. This uh, uh, on the uh, corporations and the Almighty dollar and them not really having a set moral code, it's really really wherever the money goes. Uh, This is clip three. This is an ad that Representative uh, Matt Waltz, uh, W-A-L-T-Z, put together along with some others trying to run this ad during the Olympics on NBC. (laughs) Well, NBC said, no, 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 we can't take that because that's bad content, right? So they they set a moral standard that is rooted in sand. They said that's bad content, the content of this ad, because it had some companies' logos in it. Let's listen to this ad that was attempted to be run in the country of china clip three let's listen the world's greatest athletic showcase but just outside the show rape genocide slave labor american companies are drunk on chinese dollars entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities
3: and propping up these genocide games staged by the chinese communist party and what can we do stand for freedom defend the dictators when you see made in china put it down
4: servant leadership fund is responsible for the content of this advertising
0: all right that was an ad and i know you can't see the visual there but let me just give you a little outline that was an ad put together by congressman michael waltz republican florida he tried to purchase time during the olympics coverage to air the ad which features nba basketball player ian's canter freedom one of a few professional athletes willing to speak out against the genocide and other human rights abuses in china well, uh, NBC said, no, we're not going to run the ad unless you remove the, uh, the corporate logos of companies <laughs> that do heavy business with China. Um, so NBC said, no, we're not going to run this um, I- on our airwaves. Um, but see, NBC's over there airing the Olympics. And if, if NBC admits that, hey, we're, we're not, we're amoral. We don't really have any morals. <laughs> we're here to make money. If they would admit that, then it really—I don't want to say it—it it solves all this because that's that's even that's an admission that they they have no standard, which really just leaves it up to man to decide what's right and wrong, which is a very dangerous path, by the way. Um, but it would be a, it would be an honest admission to say we just go wherever the money goes, and if the money's in China for the Olympics and we can get probably hundreds of millions in ad dollars for the Olympics, then that's what we're going to do. But the issue arises is when NBC goes and supports the Genocide Olympics by airing it on television, but then they go back to America and they try to speak out on laws and call things immoral and be virtuous. You can't have it both ways. It's got to be one or the other. Well, uh, you know, earlier we talked about people who have no set moral standard. Well, Bill Maher is a well-known atheist. Um host a late night show. Many of you have seen some of his clips. But, you know, oftentimes, most of the time, we try to bring on stories of people that are believers or Christians and they are corroborating or reaffirming our worldview here at American Family Radio. But it's also kind of refreshing at times when people who don't even have the same belief system as, I, as us are, are affirming that which we know is true. And this has to do with all the COVID nonsense uh, this is clip five. Let's listen to Bill Maher exposing all the left wing hypocrites and their COVID standards. Clip five. Let's listen.
4: It's time to do what a growing list of countries have done and announce we're going back to something more like normal, beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids. <laughs> But making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits? Unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education, their sanity, and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. (laughs) Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, believes COVID originated in a lab, and now our intelligence agencies agree it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure... or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. (laughs) But, But how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet L.A. County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events like we'll be at the Super Bowl. Well, (laughs) supposed to. It's all theater. Watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline. Not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food. (laughs) Maskless at dinner while sitting, but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrived. (laughs) I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science?
0: (laughs) So, so... (laughs) Good question, Bill Maher. (laughs) How much wrong can you be before you just don't get to make policy anymore? And that's a serious question out of all the laughter, out of all the humor that comes out about that clip. How wrong do you get to be before you're disqualified from setting national policy (laughs) for hundreds of millions of people? And this is insanity. I mean, you talk about losing trust in the people. You talk about losing trust in the experts. I mean, this makes a laughingstock out of going to school for eight years so you can get an MD behind your name. And I'm not taking that back, and I'm not going to whitewash it. I'm serious. We've got people who went to school... Paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get doctor in front of their name or MD behind it or PhD this or whatever all the other professions are. And they don't know what on earth they're talking about. And when you show them the data, when you show them the science, they turn their head. You think I'm going to go to the CDC website to get medical advice again? No, no, no. The advice I get from my next door neighbor is probably better than the advice we get from the CDC, the NIH, and all the other bureaucrats that spend their entire life telling us what's healthy and what's not.
1: In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality.
2: I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the
0: scripture to back it up.
2: The testimonies, very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's
1: hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. AFR Programming is now available on Alexa.
0: You're joking, right?
1: Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill.
2: Wait a minute, no way.
1: There's a way the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're
2: not joking. Here are Tim and Riley Wildman for the AFA Foundation. Riley, I know Dan Celia uh, works with us at the AFA Foundation. In fact, he advises you guys all the time. And you hear about him talk about the AFA Foundation on his radio program. Uh, so you work closely with Dan?
0: Yes, sir. I do. And so it, so does Chelsea and Jessica.
2: So Dan Celia of, of Financial Issues, the charitable gift annuity is probably the most popular product, if you will, that you guys offer in the AFA Foundation. What does that do?
0: You basically give a lump sum to AFA, and then in return, you receive a fixed amount uh, coming back to them for the rest of their life. And then when they pass away, the money is left to AFA to um, leave a legacy.
1: Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345.
2: We're now confirmed dead in this latest violent attack. Abortion continues to be a hot-button issue.
0: Man, it seems like the news gets worse every day. I can't even watch it. There's just nothing but bad news. You want some good news? Jesus loves you. Yeah, right. What does that mean? It means Jesus, who was actually God in human form, suffered and
2: died to pay the penalty for sinners like you and me. He took the blame for all the sin in the world and then suffered and died so that we wouldn't have to be punished. So what? I'm not a sinner. (laughs) Actually, we're all sinners. But God says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved.
0: That sounds like good news. Is it true? Here, let me show you in the Bible.
4: Share the good news today. A reminder from American Family Radio.
1: AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
0: Welcome back to the core here on American family radio. The, um, for, for, for over two years now, the, um, the bureaucrats, the Dr. Anthony Fauci and the, Robert Redfields, and uh, the list could go on and on and on. Dr. Francis Collins, half of these people have already retired or resigned. Um, They've been propped up by the media. They've been propped propped up by the politicians. And by the way, there's not near enough Republicans speaking out against this insanity. There is, I think I saw a letter, uh, 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 about 50 congressmen and senators have signed on a, of a to a letter against mandates. That's it. Every single Republican should be signing the letter against mandates. That's like something we should all agree on. It's not signing a letter against the shots that don't work, although that would probably be a, a good letter, but... Signing a letter saying, we don't like mandates. Mandates are bad, especially during experimental phases. But they can't do that. The the Republicans, the other some 200 plus of them, can't get enough courage and backbone to sign that letter. And uh, this comes in light of some serious reporting going on around the country about uh, the effect of these shots and i've talked multiple times on the show about how johns hopkins university says on their own website that your average vaccine and in this case can't say it enough the shot is not performing like a traditional vaccine which changes the game from a legal and medical standpoint, and that cannot be forgotten. We're, we're not into the, the therapeutics game. That's not what this is about. That's not what it was billed as. That's not what Big Pharma got paid billions of dollars for as a therapeutic. They got paid for a vaccine, and the vaccine doesn't work. And the CDC has admitted it. Everybody's admitted it. If you get the, the vaccine, you can still get COVID, and you can still spread COVID. Well, my friends, that ain't a vaccine. That ain't a vaccine. I don't know what it is, whatever you want to call it, but don't call it a vaccine. But the the data keeps coming out, and this is why, back to my point on Johns Hopkins, their own website says that the average vaccine takes between 10 and 15 years to produce before ever considering taking it to market. And during the clinical trial phases, Everything is supposed to be voluntary. People are supposed to be able to raise their hand and go, sure, I'll be a part of your experiment. And then they sign the waiver form admitting that all these harmful things that could happen to them should they be a part of the experiment. That is the ethical and the moral thing to do. But no, we, we bypassed that and we went straight to the mandate phase. And there are still things about these shots that are being exposed that we didn't know about two months ago, four months ago, or 12 months ago. That's why it's important that you do extensive studies and clinical trials before you release something to the public, better yet, before you ever, ever consider mandating it as a part of someone's employment or as a part of someone being able to go to the grocery store. This story is out of uh, from Liberty Council, our good friend Matt Staver. He's been on a couple of the shows talking about this data. But he highlights in this article the fact that Senator Ron Johnson had a hearing last week, which we played clips from multiple doctors uh, explaining their view of what's going on with COVID-19. And by the way, there needs to be other senators Joining Senator Ron Johnson and supporting him when he's having these off-the-cuff, these off-the, uh, the 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 record, these these non-official hearings, because the Senate won't give him an official hearing, an official committee, so he has to rent out rooms in the Capitol to have these ad hoc hearings. Other senators need to be supporting him. Where's Senator Ted Cruz? Where's Senator Rand Paul? All these other senators need to be standing beside Ron Johnson. When he's having in these experts and these doctors that are being canceled and fired and having their licenses pulled because they're not towing the big pharma line, there needs to be other senators supporting him. But moving on, here's what uh, three doctors, all military doctors, brought into Doctor, into I'm sorry, Senator Ron Johnson's hearing last week. The three doctors, these are all military doctors: Samuel Sigalov, Peter Chambers, and Teresa Long. All military doctors, reading directly from this Liberty Council piece, found, quote, extremely unusual in, quote, ailments since the vaccine rollouts. The doctors first noticed a dramatic increase in neurological issues. Then they noticed they were treating far more miscarriages than normal. They also observed a drastic increase in heart attacks. Yet, despite the U.S. military's own study showing the COVID jab caused myocarditis, everyone at the federal level from the CDC to the DOD and Joe Biden himself, insisted the shots were safe and the side effects were rare. So if you want to know what the data says, and we're going to post this on our podcast page at AFR.net, here is what these military doctors are discovering from the data. This is Department of Defense data that is collected through hospital systems all around the country, probably all the the way around the world that are operated by the Department of Defense. This includes Veterans Affairs, all the VA facilities, any military hospital. Uh, All of this is coded in their system, in their database, so that doctors and, 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 and others and leaders can see what's going on, what the trends are when it comes to medical conditions. But here are the different increases in certain elements. There has been a this is this is 2020 v2021. So this is a 2020 and a 2021 comparison, all right? 1000% increase in codes for neurological issues. 471% increase in codes for female infertility. 467% increase in codes for pulmonary embolisms. increase in codes for cancer diagnosis. 300% increase in codes for miscarriages. 291% increase in codes for Bell's palsy. 269% increase in codes for myocardial infarction. 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 Sorry, that was a word I've never come across before. Basically, myocarditis, heart issues. 150 percent, 156 percent increase in codes for congenital malformations. These are in infant children of military personnel. The full report includes more than 100 other drastic increases in previously rare conditions experienced by military members since the shots rolled out. So the, the, the point in bringing this up is that there is, as I mentioned, there is still information coming out about these shots and possible side effects to these shots. And we've covered on the show, we've covered myocarditis, pericarditis, and, and other issues that have come about with the shot. But there is still stuff that is being uncovered. That's why mandates are a bad idea. And everyone should be against mandates. And so this this data is still coming out, but this is shocking. This is shocking. Our leaders have pushed this shot on the vast majority of adults and now children in this country. And our own Department of Defense data is showing a huge spike in, in issues, issues unrelated to COVID 19. This is why the VARES report, the VARES data corroborates this. You know, if you want to attack VARES data, okay, even though you didn't have a problem with it. Before COVID 19, you were everybody was looking at VARES. Even the doctors in the CDC were looking at vares to set policy decisions. But now, and researchers, by the way, also were looking at VARES. But now everyone wants to critique VARES. Oh, it's uncorroborated, it's unconfirmed. Okay, whatever. Well, this isn't. This is Department of Defense data. And if you want to look at trend lines, the trends from this Department of Defense data trends with vares. The same time you see vares report spiking is the same time you see Department of Defense medical data also spiking for issues related to getting the shot. That's why mandates are a terrible idea. I want to play a clip here. Um, this is clip four. This is a Florida ger- uh, Surgeon General providing us a little bit of a, a refresher. This is uh, Dr. Joseph A. Letapo, uh, from uh, Florida. He's Florida's Surgeon General talking about how uh, the public health officials have been so laser focused on COVID-19 that they've been completely neglecting all the other health issues that face uh, the American public. Clip four. Let's listen.
3: It's just been a disaster for public health over the last two years, which is, you know, public health we know has many components, right? You know, it's about food. It's about nutrition. It's about exercise. It's about mental health. It's about relationships, you know, and and being part of a community. And it's also about communicable disease. And basically, you know, over the last two years, It's only been about communicable disease and only one of those communicable diseases. Right? So we've lost, you know, we've lost progress in HIV. We've lost progress in tuberculosis. We've lost progress in other communicable diseases and everything else that is not a communicable disease that is like essential to public health. We've not only not paid attention to it, we've actually invested in policies that made them worse. Like all the social distancing.
0: There you have it. That's a Florida Florida Surgeon General saying, look, the whole health care profession has been laser focused on COVID-19. Meanwhile, all the other major health issues and actually practical steps you can do to have a healthier life have been ignored or even contradicted. You know, if you want to talk about mandates, how about we mandate everybody walk a mile a day? Oh, no, Walker, the government can't do that. That's not in the Constitution. Well, neither are COVID-19 vaccine mandates. How about we How about we mandate in order to have a job in America, you got to take your vitamins every day? No, Walker, we can't do that. That's a government overreach. <laughs> I agree completely. So let's stop the COVID-19 shot mandates. Well, uh, how about we mandate... Uh, no unhealthy foods. Well, we can't do that, Walker. It's called free market capitalism, and if restaurants want to cook, you know, French fries and fried chicken and all this unhealthy stuff, well, then they should be able to. Well, I completely agree. It's America. (laughs) The same principle applies to these shots. Let's stop mandating stuff on the American public. And let's actually start promoting healthy lifestyles instead of zeroing in on mandates. People think that all you got to do to be to be safe in America is just get jabbed up. Everybody just get their boosters and their shots and their shots and their vaccines and their shots. And that somehow we're going to have a healthier country. The vast majority of our health issues can be avoided in this country if people would simply choose on their own, with their own volition, to live healthy lifestyles. I think, I think 70 to 80% of people who have passed away with COVID had four or more comorbidities. And I get it. People are born with pre-existing conditions. People are born with genetic issues. They're born with underlying conditions, with diabetes or heart issues. I get all that completely. But I'm just saying, as a country, let's focus on things that don't impede people's freedom like just promoting people being healthy. And then let's let adults be adults and make their own decisions about their lifestyle choices. Uh, over to, to Israel. You know, Israel, uh, they, 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 they give the data no matter which way it cuts. And here's the latest data out of Israel. Here is the question the uh, Israel National News questioned uh, a hospital director in uh, Israel Here was the question. Are Israeli hospitals really overloaded with unvaccinated COVID-19 patients? Remember, that's what we've been told. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated people are filling up our hospitals. Well, here's the answer from the director of this hospital in Israel. Quote, right now, most of our severe cases are vaccinated. Jairus Yakov Jarris told Channel 13 News, quote, they have had at least three injections. That means a booster. Between 70 and 80% of these serious cases are vaccinated. So the vaccine has no significance regarding severe illness, which is why just 20 to 25% of our patients are unvaccinated. That is from a health system director in the nation of israel saying that 70 to 80 percent of their hospital patients with covid are fully vaccinated and boosted all right so the data is changing at times around the country depending on where you go so we don't need a base policy off of one study
1: the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast